0: All right. We are back for another episode of Make It Happen with the Morrison property inspections. Uh, Accurider and oh, Bugnex. Yes, everybody. We have a couple of new sponsors for the podcast, which we're super excited to announce. Accurider, Inspection Software, and Bugnex, uh, Pest Control and Termite as well. And so we're growing. Hey, if you want to sponsor us, uh, we're happy to uh, throw, out, uh, throw out your name, give you a shout out. Uh, so by all means, <laughs> right? But... Uh, yeah, we're doing some pretty big things here and it's super exciting things are kind of now it's crazy to think how far it's came and how quickly the time has passed to where now we're in a position where now bug nexus obviously up and rolling yep um yep. And i think it's going to be a tremendous success uh franchising obviously is still plugging away uh the glendora location is doing its thing AccuWriter um is coming online here um in the very very near near future yep uh and crazy to think that we are talking about this or kind of keeping it hush uh like a year ago from now uh right yeah. and um had the the idea in in the back of our minds of what was what was going to be accomplished and now we're kind of finally coming to that back end fruition of of everything which is pretty neat
1: so bringing bugnecks online roll a uh, quick commercial on bugnecks bugnecks is a termite and pest control company um, so in we specialize uh, or bugnex specializes in uh, uh providing termite inspections and clearances during the real estate transaction, uh and obviously uh can do the work and the repairs uh and content the home and help get escrow closed. And so if you need a termite or uh some type of pest control, uh please go to bugnext.com and uh you know get contact them and they'll help you out.
0: And where is Bugnecks located?
1: Bugnex is located in the uh, Los Angeles, Orange, San Bernardino, and Riverside counties. They also service San Diego County.
0: Got it. So essentially, Southern California at the moment. Yep. Um, potential for expansion, we will see. Right yes. Now. Yeah. Well, yes. Uh, and so uh, we we got some things in the works, but uh, nonetheless, right now, uh, Bugnex is a top-notch service uh, here in SoCal. And so if you're local uh, to us here in Los Angeles County, uh, we could we could reach you. Uh, which is pretty neat. And I think it pairs up very nicely with uh, assisting our franchise owners and providing a quality service for their side of their business as well too, at least the ones that are here locally, right? Yep. yep. And so uh, very good stuff. And uh, moving on into today's episode, um, b- actually before I get into the, kind of what we're going to be st- discussing today, uh, I want to remind everyone to like and subscribe, hit that notifications button. Uh, make sure you share uh, this information that you're learning and you're watching. Uh, even if we're only catching a couple clips here and there, I mean, the shares go a long way. I know we try to clip these podcasts up into little reels and little short snippets for those who can't sit down and watch the entire length of it at a time. Uh, But uh, catching those reels on Instagram or Facebook um, and then sharing them plays a big part for us and very appreciative. Well,
1: yeah, and I mean, there's a lot that goes into these podcasts. Uh, You know, we spend a lot of time and resources doing them and uh, we would like to get up to a thousand subscribers so Mm -hmm. we can start monetizing things a little bit so we can get a little cash flow. So we yeah. can start even producing better podcasts. Um, and right now our sponsors are carrying us, but, uh,
0: yeah. And the, obviously like, like Dwayne mentioned by monetizing, we'll be able to grow more and that's our goal. So that way we can start bringing on some extra mics, some more equipment, uh, get some guest speakers in here. Um, and, and just guests to come on from, um, similar industries. Um, yep. whether that be franchising, home inspections, now, software, termite pest, anything that really kind of entails what we're talking about, even just business mindset type of stuff. Too. Yep. Just
1: making it happen type things and just making this podcast better, giving
0: providing you better content. Exactly. So that's our end game for you guys. That's our goal. And we're going to make that happen just as this podcast title uh, says it will. Uh, but today we're going to be kind of taking a little bit of a transition um, from what our typical conversation is about typically, in the, especially the last, I would say, gosh, five, six weeks now, we've been really hitting hard on... Business topics. Yep, um, and I know we carry over and we talk about a whole lot of different mindset things too. And this is probably more along the lines of this, but we want to try to make it more applicable to anyone coming from really any walk of life and where they where they might be currently at in their situation.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we talk about making it happen mm-hmm. in business. We talk about all the things you can do to to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about success, marketing, uh, uh, all the you know neat tips and tricks and mindsets and things like that. One of the things that, that we want to start talking about though, is the motivation to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think that if, if you don't have the proper motivation, you're not going to do the hard things.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I know we've touched on or proposed the question, what is your why, uh, right many times before mm-hmm. you watch this podcast, you've heard us say that numerous times, and this is very much along the lines of this. Uh, But a big piece of it is the self-reflection that it takes to understand what you truly want out of your life in comparison to what you're actually doing to make it happen, right? And so,
1: Well, dialing in and being successful, uh, you have to be doing something that makes sense. It has to be aligned with your motivation. If it's not, you're going to flounder, right? I mean, if you're settling, which a lot of people do do that, um, then you might... Be like I don't know, doing a job that you're just not really happy in, and, and that that's a, that's an assessment time. Or you keep failing at something. Or you're just hurting, man. You know, you you've gone through two, three failed marriages, or you failed in business, or you've gotten fired from your job two or three times, or you know you're trying to do something in sports and you're just not very good. Uh, we're we're gonna talk about uh, what you can do to align yourself to be successful.
0: Absolutely. And, uh, one great example, I know we spoke about this topic, um, or at least proposed the idea of this topic, I think this last Tuesday or Wednesday, um, and something you wrote or something you mentioned, excuse me, was something you actually applied in, uh, within your own family, uh, right. And you asked your son of, Hey, write down the three things that you enjoy most in your life. And we don't need to get into the things that, uh, what we're talking about here, but Write down the three things that you enjoy most in your life or things that you look forward to the most, right? And kind of those driving factors, so to speak. And then we talked about the difference between what you write on the paper versus the real- the reality of it. Um, and kind of on the back end of what's actually truly motivating you to reach what you're writing down on paper.
1: Well, and I'll give an example. Uh, so what, what was written down was snowboarding, mm-hmm. girls, Mm-hmm. right and <laughs> golfing yep those aren't the greatest motivators mm-hmm. to really be successful in life mm-hmm. i mean they're just i mean i like dating girls well doesn't all don't all guys yep. um uh well, all guys that like dating girls anyway i mean, yeah. I mean it's predominantly everybody are yeah. all girls that like dating guys i yeah. mean that's everybody i mean that's not a motivator you're just gonna like doing that you're not gonna be successful in doing it. I mean, there's small things you'll do to be successful at that, maybe taking a shower before you date, <laughs> yeah, or that's going out. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. how much effort is that? Mm-hmm. You know, some people probably don't even do that, <laughs> you know, in, or shop for nice clothes to attract people to, so you look good. Um, snowboarding, I mean, he really he put that down on there. Well, how much snowboarding do we really do in a year? You know, and dad buys an icon pass and has a condo in the mountains. So what effort is really gotta be made to snowboard? Mm-hmm. Not much of anything. I'm golfing, Uh, you know, golf clubs. He's already got golf clubs, you know, and goes to the driving range and goes golfing, has friends. It doesn't take a lot of income to do that. Um, And when you're young at his age, he has plenty of time to do it. And so what motivators really are those really the things that he enjoys and likes? No, we, we, we thought I've been thinking about that. There are other things that stop him from really being motivated to be successful and to start working towards moving out of mom and dad's house and mm-hmm. and buying an income property or buying a house on his own or you know having you know a, a six figure income. There's no motivation at all. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the things that so it's it, what I want to talk about is let's get real. Yep. You, you, really, what 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 we notice when when he really starts taking care of himself and really focuses and dials in on things going out with his buddies and
0: going to a concert. Yeah. That's actually something that popped up in my mind was bringing up the golfing example. And I could relate to this cause I enjoy playing golf a lot. And I think it's the competitive nature of of the game. Um, the self-discipline it takes to get good and the, and the, the, the feeling of satisfaction when you do succeed, mm-hmm. but as great and, and fluffy as that sounds in reality, I'm not a pro golfer. I'm a very amateur golfer, right? As many of us are. so what's really the motivating factor to go golf i mean in all reality it's so i could go spend four to five hours outside in golf carts with my best friends um, and enjoy the outdoors talk smack uh, socialize right maybe have a beer or two um, and compete against one another less of competing against myself so to speak it's really the social factor of the game for myself that makes it a driving factor for that listen if 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 no one kept score i mean i wouldn't go to the range probably very often but we all keep score so the reason why i practice to get good at the game is so that way i can talk smack with my buddies and mckenzie can attest to this too right is because you got to compete and keep up with these guys and so that's the motivating factor i could say and label on a piece of paper um i want to get better at the game but really it's because I want to have fun with my buddies and and compete against to to them.
1: Well, well, let's ask the question: If we took your golf clubs away and said you can never go golfing again, is that really going to change your life? No. No. You'll you'll replace it with something else, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so, golfing is not a motivating factor for you to be successful. Yeah, exactly. It's just not exactly. Um, uh, it's not something that it it's it's a game.
0: Yep. You know, <laughs> and and the the point being made here is that. Recognize the back end, right? Mm-hmm. So, golf—that's a motivating factor that somebody wrote down. Okay, is—is is golf really what you want to do, or is it like what I just mentioned? Is—is is the back end of being able to lounge around at the range, talk smack, enjoy, socialize with your buddies, um, and have fun driving the golf carts all around the course for five hours? So, and so recognize the difference. The,
1: let's go back to the question that was asked on the exercise: mm-hmm. list three of your favorite things to do in life. Mm-hmm. They give you joy and provide happiness. He put golf. It's no, he. So now we got what, what we're talking about here is that's incorrect. He thinks that's one of his things that provide him the most joy and happiness that he likes the most, but it's not. So we got to dig deeper.
0: Mm-hmm. And that being, it's socializing with your friends, right? And that in that one case scenario, um, another example would have to be. I know we talk about kind of money motivations and and financial goals and things of that nature. So a lot of people out there, and something we spoke about before this was, oh, I want to make a million dollars, or I want to be a millionaire, or I want to make a really healthy six-figure income. And I asked the question, do you want the money so that way you can just print out stacks of cash and stare at it every day? Or do you want the money because you have a family you want to provide for, or you have Trips you want to go on with your friends, um, or wh- whatever on the back end of that money gets you—that's the real factor, right? Pushing so, you to get it.
1: So the million dollars is just a number; it's 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 arbitrary, mm-hmm. right? Correct. Making money doesn't give you joy and happiness either. Mm-hmm. It might make you give you a sense of fulfillment mm-hmm. that gives you purpose. It gives you purpose, but that doesn't. Some people will argue that it does motivate you because some people will kill over money, right? Yep. Yeah. Um,
0: but it's really not the money. It's something else. That's what you're going to do with that money or what that money's going to provide right. you. Right. That is pushing you to like the extreme example people kill over money. Well, that person's probably doing that act acting that way or or essentially causing or committing that crime because maybe they have people they got to feed. i'm not justifying this at all but they got people they got to feed, or they want the fancy sports car or they want this high life dream baller life that they're thinking it's of something life. else it's something else it's, it's not something just else the money because you don't just hang on to cash <laughs> stacks of money and just stare at it you're not it's paper
1: it's green paper <laughs>
0: yeah you're not donald duck diving into the 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 coins right the the classic no. like thing of just bathing in the coins and and, and swimming around it I and mean, that's not the reality of it it's right what it's gonna get you i think you also have
2: to rephrase it. the uh the rhetoric in the exercise right saying not what's your favorite or three favorite things to do rather what's your three favorite things to do to motivate you to do life
1: well I mean but you got to go to step one right and and I I, I didn't because like it you, through when I when I when I offered up those questions I wasn't thinking it through what my what I was the reason I asked him to answer those is let's start thinking about what those are. And he, he, he didn't know when I asked him. Now he does know, he, those are the three things he likes doing on a regular basis in his yeah. mind, right? Yeah. Now, you know, I'm gonna go at him that, well, okay, so let's, let's, we recognize that. Let's look at maybe doing some stuff that's even more fun, mm-hmm. more joy, right? That maybe things that he's never thought about and never experienced. There's a whole vast array of things. I've lived. A, I've lived a lot longer than than, than you guys, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy my freedom <laughs> mm-hmm. because I've experienced, you know, it's mental growth a, at the end. A lot of time in my life with no freedom, mm-hmm. right? Where I was literally in, you know, in an institution. I was in the army Mm -hmm. and I was, went where I was told, did what I was told to do it, stood outside hurting because I was, I was told I had to stand in the spot and wasn't allowed to move, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and it was 10 degrees outside and I'm out from, you know, I, I remember getting off a bus, standing in ankle deep snow for three hours. (laughs) Damn, you're getting frostbite. You, you know, it's nice to sit here in a nice, cool garage right now, talking on a microphone, doing what I want. Mm-hmm. I've experienced not I, living in another country, not being able to come home and see my parents, mm-hmm. you know? And so, you know, there, there's people out there that, that have, I, I've got a friend that was homeless at one point, well, you know, sleeping, waking up and his face is in the dirt. Mm-hmm. You think he's ever going to stop doing whatever he's doing now and, and lose his job? hell no because he knows if he loses his job you know and or he maybe i don't know if he would maybe alcohol would got him there and he starts drinking so he's like he has he's his motivator is his his freedom and his independence and his financial stability Mm -hmm. that's giving him way more joy than anything else he could care less about anything else yep you know that's a thing you know and so Anyway, Chase, go, go, you know,
0: no, no, it's that, that's, it's a great point. Uh, not
1: having to it sleep it. in the dirt. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that,
0: that's a motivating factor, right? And it's, every, everyone comes from different positions and everybody has their own, their own reasons behind or own, own motivating factors that are, like you said, all over the board. It could come from anything. Right. Um, and everyone has a very unique factor as well too. And so like something for you, Dwayne, I want to bring up was, um, and uh, maybe you could, shed Shed some light and kind of get into it. Would be the fact that you do racing, right? And you do triathlons, and yeah. And I think a lot of sports people can relate to this, right? Everybody wants to win a championship. Everybody wants to get on the podium. Everybody wants the glory of doing good in their sport uh, and their athletics. Uh, but going deeper than that, I want to ask you. Yeah,
1: we we talked about this pre-show. Uh, you know, sports is glamorous. Yes, They're very sensational. Everyone likes a winner, mm-hmm. right? Everyone likes to talk about it. It's exciting, and there's a lot involved there with that. Uh, you know, I, I do triathlon, I do ultra uh, marathoning or ultra races, running trails. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I'll ride like tomorrow. I'm going on an over 100 mile bike ride, and I'm going to climb over 10,000 feet. We're going to go from Redlands up to Big Bear. I'm going to have lunch in Big Bear, and we're going to ride all the way back around, do the loop, mm-hmm. and it's going to hurt. <laughs> at some point, right? um Why? You know, yeah, sure, I like riding the bike sometimes. Uh, I like running the trails sometimes, but a lot of times it sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, I like swimming, you know, but sometimes it, it just, just is miserable trying to get up and go jump in. Who likes jumping into cold water all the time? You know, there has to be a motivating factor behind that. And so, yesterday, you know, I, I I was late in the afternoon and I was just I could, couldn't barely keep my eyes open. It was like I was reading a boring book for an hour, want you know, trying to go to sl- wanting to doze off and sleep, but it's like you're trying to read the book. You know, my eyes were just shutting and everything's going dark. And so I slowly put my my uh, race my cycling kit on. It was over ninety degrees outside, in my brain I'm thinking it's going to be hot, it's going to be miserable because the last few rides were that way. I'm going to be sweating. It's just going to be. Uh. You know, yep. and, but I'm getting dressed, I'm getting my stuff on and I'm going, I got on the bike, I procrastinated like crazy. And I went and did a 35 mile, two and a half hour workout outside in the heat, you know, and did a pretty hard ride. Why and how the hell did I do that when nobody else does that? Very few people can do that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, yes, right away, you want to get on the podium, right? Yes, I do want to get on the podium, but that's not the real driving motivation behind it. The real driving motivation behind it was 20 years ago. At the same age I'm at right now, my dad had a severe, massive stroke,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he's half paralyzed on one side, you know, and and he's got some brain damage, and I I keep my fitness because my dad and I are a lot alike, you know, because we both have high cholesterol, and I that is for me why I keep doing it, and it's almost subconscious now. I wasn't even thinking about that yesterday. Yeah. But that motivation drives me and I'm not going to stop losing my fitness and I'm not going to stop working out. Now, do I now the way the reason I go get on podiums and go to races because those are the goals I set to help help also keep me on track to work towards something.
0: Yes. Yes. That makes perfect sense. And what's like what you just mentioned there of uh, it's not even something you recognize yesterday when you're putting on you're not putting on your your kit thinking like, oh my health, my health, I gotta be No, thinking. no. Right? That's not at all what goes in your brain and what's strange with a lot of with I would say most people, if not all, is you rarely verbalize the back end motivations. Right. And yep. so it's so subconscious and so on a, so it's such on a deep level. It's very it's deep. And it's way, gotta be that way. And it's not even recognized. And that's why when you asked write down your three most favorite things you enjoy in life someone's going to put guarantee. I would say 99% of the time you ask someone that they're going to put the three things that are, they're currently doing that, 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 that sound good. Right. Or that sound fun, or I I know the the term like socially acceptable. Right. But what are the three things you really enjoy doing or what's the real? And the question is really, what's the real. Factor that's pushing. I mean,
1: I enjoy racing. I enjoy triathlon. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I don't always enjoy it. All the hours of training, a lot of times suck. Mm -hmm. I enjoy my health, yeah, and I enjoy the fitness that comes along with doing the triathlon Mm -hmm. so much so that I'm willing to endure the hard part.
0: Yeah, exactly. And something that just kind of it's worth it. Something that resonated with me was just really right before we hit record here. You asked the question for me about baseball and been, yes I'm, yes i'm a big baseball. talk guy. about that chase i've played baseball my whole life um similar similar to all my friends all my friends are kind of in the athletic type of world right and you asked me what's the motivating factor and i in my mind i almost i paused and i was like you know what was my motivating factor outside <laughs> of the dream of oh i want to be a professional baseball player right like every little kid does and everybody sure to get to college I want to move forward and take the next step but what's the real reason behind it? And I said, oh, I wanted to earn a scholarship. And then I, as soon as I said that, I realized that wasn't actually- It was
1: part of it. It was
0: part of it and kind of a part of a driving factor. But that was made.
1: a goal that it was a part of you working toward.
0: Exactly, and in reality of it is my dad played baseball. My dad played pro baseball. Mm-hmm. I respect my dad, love my dad, look up to him, and wanted to mimic what he his accomplishments in life as well too, right? Because of the respect and the relationship I have with him, we have so, a bond with him. Exactly, it's so. very deep. And so, when I as soon as you asked me that, and I, I I know that's why I committed myself to baseball as hard as I did. But that was the first time I probably verbalized it in years, probably. Wow, at least out loud, right? And in my head, I could talk to myself and say it, but physically saying it out loud—that's probably the first time in a really long time. Well, as I. As I kind of actually thought deeper on that and then going back to it, I remember when I got my scholarship for, for school, it wasn't even necessarily even about me at that point. I was very fortunate and as nice as it would be to wave my hands in the air and say, I did this. It's not me. It was my parents. It was that back end motivating factor that got me there. It wasn't just. My own accomplishment. Well, that
1: bond of like when you hit a home run and it goes over and everybody's cheering, and the parents mm-hmm. are in the stand, and you just being all—it's all apart, right? Yep. There, there's emotions yeah, yeah. and feelings, and it's like work so hard and success, you know, yeah. and and sharing that with the people that, that that are the the that you love and love you the most. Man, there there's no there's no other better motivating factor for. No matter what it is, than that.
0: Yeah, that home run example actually just hit hard right there for me because it's like I've had moments where I've hit a home. I've hit home runs during a game. My my parents can make it out that game, right? Yeah. And like, sure, it's cool and it's fun. Like Not you, the you, same. Your buddies cheer cheer you on, yep. and you go, and all the parents in the stands say, oh, "Good job, Chase! Oh, what a great hit! This and that!" And like, okay, cool, whatever. Yeah. But then, with my parents are there, you could see, and everyone, right? When your parents are watching you play sports or or make do accomplishments and succeed in what you're trying to uh, accomplish it's really neat to see them smiling at you and ecstatic for you because it's that bond like you mentioned it's we did it together it wasn't just you did it together
1: and yeah on the selfish way it feels good for you to do it Mm -hmm. but now not only does it feel good for you to do it you just made somebody else feel good that you care about the most exactly and now what there's no replacing that
0: exactly and so that's what what it boils down to, right, is verbalizing. I think, I know there's plenty of speeches on it. I've heard plenty of like influencers and, and really successful people talk about the power of verbalization, Yeah, of actually putting it out there um, in the open for other people to know and to hear, because then at that point you can't hide or, or you can't push it back away in the dark corner um, and forget about it, it's now out there.
1: So So here's another example, like, and so we're talking about my, you know, the health side of it, mm-hmm. right, for me, which is huge. Um, uh, but I find I've been doing triathlon for over 10 years, Mm -hmm. actually triathlon. I've I've been an athlete and a runner for forever, but I got on the podium for the first time ever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Everything went right. Yep. I squeaked on there. Um, and I knew while I was racing that my wife and some close friends of ours were on the app watching and I got some followers, but Mm -hmm. more or less my wife. I thought she was watching, but after I finished and found I was on the podium, it, I got more joy out of, because she's been my support crew. Right. Yep. All these years watching her, how happy she was that I got to actually have that success Mm -hmm. probably meant more to me than me doing it for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause you, everyone else on that podium, right with you that day uh they forgot who you are already right oh yeah the, the people in the stands or the people watching across that finish line that was a cool moment for them right to see that happen and it's a cool moment for you to co- come across the finish line with through an alley of people yep um but those people forgot who you are or never knew who you were <laughs> to begin <with. laughs> right and it's the people in your life that your support crew like you mentioned your wife right that's the stuff that means the most and that's the stuff that drives you to push forward and to do the things that you want to do in life and so It's really just, it's, it's boiling down to, you got to figure out what truly is pushing you for that million dollars or for that success. Um, it's not just the goal, it's the motivating factor behind you that gets you there. And I guess the question is some people, Dwayne, what happens if I don't know what that is or how, what if I, I've never verbalized before. I really don't, I can't boil down. That's what Wait, why did I spend all my years playing baseball? Like what actually got me there? What would allow me to have that recognition?
1: Well, you know, and, and this is what we want the viewers watching this podcast to think about, if you don't know it's time to to know because mm-hmm. you can know, mm-hmm. and if you don't have a motivating factor, it's time to get one, mm-hmm. right? And so, if you don't know what it is, then you're just kind of not—you don't have direction. Mm-hmm. You don't have the strength and the power to be at the max level for the max success. Yep. You just don't. As soon as you identify and you've got that dialed in, and it's and there's right thinking, right? So now, you, I mean, you know and it, you you can kind of like work on those things psychologically on yourself to build yourself up to kind of like help give yourself I guess some octane to push yourself forward, mm-hmm. right? Um, to go into a direction because it strengthens you. But if you don't
0: know you you're not strong. Yeah, exactly. And it takes a lot of time. I mean, if you don't know what your motivating factors are behind why you do what you do, um, I, I mean, I think it take I think it's time to Maybe go read a book and maybe rediscover some things that you never thought about before, right? That's maybe in that same kind of topic alignment, right? Where maybe have a friend sit down with you and kind of ask you some thought-provoking questions or have an outside influence um, sit down and kind of pick away at, at, at your actions and the reality of the situation of what you're doing on a daily basis in comparison to what you think your goals might be. I think uh, the help of others uh, can't be, um, talked about enough in terms of figuring out what your motivating factors are. I mean, just your example of talking with your son, right? If you didn't ask him that question, he probably would would never be putting thought to wait, what is it that I actually do enjoy the most in life? Or what is it that I actually want out of my life? He would just be going about his daily life of going to work and Hanging out with hanging out with buddies, right? Like most of us do on a on a regular basis. Um, well, and, it takes and others to and, kind of help. And spark.
1: we're we're going to go deeper. I'm going to get him in the moment's right. Mm-hmm. You you got to you know you make sure you're in the right moment, right? But I'm I'm going to get him, pull him aside, and we're going to go for a lunch together, a little father son bonding time, and I'm going to kind of have a little private conversation with him. That's a safe place, mm-hmm. and I'm going to try to get him to think more about why he makes the decisions he makes. Mm-hmm. Um, we all make decisions that aren't good for us. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. Um, you know, I'm the first one that, to do that. You know, I mean, I, I, think I, I went golfing one time and I drank too much, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, or, or, you know, went to yard house after the golfing and, you know, and, and, and had, had a beer afterwards and I probably shouldn't have had a beer mm-hmm. with dinner, you know, but what, what dry, what in that moment, why do you make those decisions that aren't good for you? Right. Thinking that these are great decisions that are going to be good for you. And so, um, that was probably not the best example. But. Well, I
0: think I think from that would be um the the fun things to do in life and the things that are enjoyable in the moment. Yeah. That are the easiest decisions to make at times mm-hmm. aren't always are, are are often probably not the best choice for you in the long term. I think maybe that's a good way to put that, right? Absolutely. It's, it's certainly easy. And I'll tell you what, the last time we went golfing, um, it was like 95 degrees outside um, and <laughs> a beer center really nice. And, but I know I would verbalized to McKenzie, I think in the office, and I, I know I, I told my parents too, I was like, I'm going to lose 10 pounds before the race coming up in October because I want to be lighter just on, on my feet. Right. And just kind of get to a level of fitness I haven't been to in a while. And so I've already said it out loud and I've already t- told myself, I'm not going to have any alcohol for a, a month and some change really to get there. Okay. Um, not that, I want listeners, want to make this clear. I don't have a problem with drinking or anything like that. Right, right, right. But just when you have a couple of He's beers He's not going to drink there, any beer. Yeah. It's, it's like, a lot of calories. It's a lot of calories, right? And He's so just cutting that out of the system, and then so to turn down the beer was definitely a harder choice than to say But You had a
1: motivating factor. Yeah,
0: especially when someone offered to buy it for me, too. It's like, okay, why, why would I not, right? I, I was wondering why you meant. didn't have a beer. Right? Yeah, okay. we're golfing, right? Like right? Why say would anything. I not do that? But, um, yeah, but so it, it's not always, the easiest decision is not, always the right decision. I so
1: think. when you have motivating factors, I don't make bad decisions like that. Mm-hmm. Very often, mm-hmm. once in a while, I mean, I'm not saying that was a bad decision. It really wasn't a bad decision. Mm-hmm. It was just something that wasn't along the lines of what my, what I really focus on, which is being healthy. And, yep. and, and if I'm going to have a beer, which I, I do from time to time, I usually have one or two, Yep. I mean, when I go to the third beer, I usually don't feel that good later. Right. And so. I try to limit that um, because I've chosen to not be sitting on the couch, watching baseball, drinking a six pack. Mm-hmm. I've chosen that to have the path of doing triathlon and being healthy. And so there's a pull there. Sometimes it's like you want to be unhealthy, yeah. but I have to be motivated to be healthy. And so going back to, you know, having a conversation with, with, with my son, I'm going to be talking directly about. You know th- th- those types of things with him, and let's let's narrow it down. What's stopping him from making decisions that aren't good from him? What are they? Mm-hmm. If, if if if, which I already know the answer to that because he's already told me he doesn't realize what it is, mm-hmm. but we're gonna identify it so he can sit there and be more self conscious.
0: Yeah, and then another thing you mentioned was. Take what it is, and if it if, if what you enjoy doing the most isn't something that's productive towards your goals, find a way to replace it with a positive, um, essentially, alternative.
2: I think a better example would be like thinking about a, a person that's been in special ops or in a military situation like Navy SEALs or Green Berets or Rangers that have been in, in it for a long time and that are spun up 24-7. Right. Right. So their avenue in... Obviously, they're drinking and stuff, but that's part of the whole thing, um, is to do elite sports like skydiving, like squirrel suits, sure. like base jumping, sure. like d- stuff like that. You know what I mean? So I think the best way to f- is, at the end of the day, is to find another outlet for you to achieve your goals well, in re- a specific replacing direction.
1: Replacing those things that get you really high in, in whatever... It- whatever it is you need to do with something else that's healthy, right? I mean, a lot of people, and this is something that will really give you a real nice high, get up at five, six o'clock in the morning on Saturdays and Sundays and go hiking high up into the mountains. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get to the crest of that peak or whatever it is, I don't care who you are. Your endorphins are going, man. Oh yeah. 100%. I mean, I, mean, I, I went up to uh, the Baden Powell peak. I, I did a trail run. I got to the top of the thing and it's like, you could see 360 degrees. You know, and I was like, whoa, this is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and I felt so good. Even, I mean, and it lasted the rest of the day, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I thought that was a great example, Mac, of um, of the uh, the special yeah. ops guys, the guys that are only just intense dudes that are just spun up all the time, and
1: but that's extreme and, stuff too. Exactly. Hiking up those trails and going yeah. into the backwoods, it's extreme.
0: Yeah, and just and just finding finding positive outlets uh, for what you're trying to do at the end of the day. But um,
1: we could go down a whole list oh, yeah. of that yeah, stuff. We could, we could probably mm-hmm. talk about this all day right. long for sure. But everybody's different, um, and it, it it's just important to maybe self-identify, try to find out what your motivators are if, if you. If you're struggling with it, you know, get with your best friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't have a best friend, go down to Kaiser Permanente, sign up to get a counselor. They'll help you figure it out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I think, to, I think to wrap this up, I think, um, Dwayne, you said it good right there with, if you don't know what your motivating factors are, or if you have goals for yourself, but maybe you find yourself falling short of those goals, you're not following through on those goals. It's probably because you don't have something really pushing you on the back end to yep. achieve it. Um, that's oftentimes the result of that. And so, Find someone that you uh, know and you love and trust that will be honest with you. Sometimes, uh, you might have a best friend, but that best friend might have the same issues as you do and might <laughs> not be able to recognize what's going on. That's and true. So, That's you know, true.
1: Um, and, uh,
0: an honest opinion can go a long way. And if you do have driving factors and you have goals set for yourself, maybe just think a little bit deeper about what's actually causing you to set those goals. Um, And then move on from there. And by verbalizing it out loud, I think it empowers you to continue pushing forward to achieve what you're trying to get after.
1: Man, you know, Chase, if you can identify what those are, it'll just give you a boost.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think we're going to wrap things up today. Um, I think this is a great episode. I like the transition of less business mindset per se, but more of just real life. what we got going on here on a daily basis and everyone can apply to it. And so being real. Yep, absolutely. Being real, making it happen. Right. Uh, at the end of the day and remember, um, just continue to work forward and continue to, uh, just, I think self recognition goes a long way. So never, never give up on that and never keep trying to better yourself at the end of the day. So unless you guys got any tying, tying the knot on with any other notes, I think we'll close it out. Yeah. So,
1: uh, just homework, Mm-hmm. Come up with top three things, top yeah, three, five things. Um, uh, obviously, the one thing motivating factor might be for one area. It can be a couple of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know mom and dads that, that are the newlyweds with, with a one or two-year-old infant at home. I mean, yeah, that's a no-brainer, right? I mean, you got the infant, Your motivating factors to, to do that. But, um, you know, it, if you're
0: not real sure what it is, you know, put some thought to it this week. Yep, absolutely. And so uh, thank you guys all again for tuning in. Thank you again to our sponsors, Morrison Property Inspections, AccuRider, Inspection Software, and Bugnex, Pest, and Termite. Um, and remember, if you guys want to learn more about kind of what we got going on on any three of those uh, sponsor sponsors that we have, uh, feel free to give us a call. Our phone number is 866-881-5027. Uh, and I'm happy to direct you to the right line and uh, share the right details with you. And so thank you guys again, and I'll be seeing everybody next week.